a woman and a terrible act. This is the story of La Llorona. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. Before the episode actually starts, we have a promo for the podcast Live with Paranormal V. Take a listen to it. Hey guys, this is Vanessa. My podcast is Life Paranormal with V. Listen as I serve you all things spirit, paranormal, and unexplained. Join me every other Saturday as my guest hosts and I recount our own experiences that will perplex and utterly terrify you. Life Paranormal with V is available on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Join the Lifer fam by following me on Twitter at Paranormal. Follow, like, subscribe, and hit that notification button so you can always catch a ride on this spooky vibe. It was a regular night like any other, and while his parents had already gone to bed, Pablo was watching Jay Leno in the living room, but he dozed off. Some time passed and he noticed it was now 4 a.m. The TV was off and it was pitch black. Pablo woke up to the horrible sounds of a woman screaming. The sound was coming from outside, specifically a ditch a few feet away from the home. He thought it was his imagination, but howling and barking followed the screams, so the dogs heard it too. Suddenly, the screaming sounded like it was next to him, and Pablo could make out the words, Ay, mis hijos! Ay, mis hijos! Oh, my children! Terrified, he ran to his parents, but they brushed him off, saying it was his imagination. He went back to the living room and turned the lights on, and did not hear her again that night. Hi everyone, welcome to, oh no, my god, how do I usually say this? Do I say my name first, MJ? <laughs> yes, she's like, hey, this is Christina, and then I'm like, this oh, is MJ. <laughs> Hi. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. <laughs> and this is episode 11 of A Spooky Tales. Today we have our second guest ever. Do you want to tell us about yourself and introduce yourself and your podcast? Yeah. Hi, muchachas. I'm so glad. This is um, Vanessa. My podcast is Life Paranormal with V. And I started about, I'd say the end of October last year. And um, with my podcast, it's based upon, you know, my, my life and growing up in the world of the paranormal, you know, since I've been a, a little girl, I've experienced things and seen things. And, you know, growing up, just being fascinated with it and hearing, you know, stories from my from my family, from the familia, as far as like, what they've experienced, and then what they grew up listening to and hearing stories about. And um, my I have a lot of guests who come on and they talk about their experiences. So I really like to focus on more of the emotional um, and spiritual um, impact 
of these type of, you know, experiences, like how it affects individuals, um, because it is traumatic. You see something that's, I mean, it's obviously going to scare you, you know, um, some of us, it shakes us to our core. So that's the whole, you know, premise of my, my podcast is you hear a lot of these scary stories and firsthand encounters from the people who live through them, but you also see how it, you know, has, has changed them and um, how they learn to adapt to, to living in this way, you know? So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about me. Nice. Yeah. It's really, it's good. It's different than ours. Cause I think we joke a lot and we don't touch on any of the emotional stuff about yeah, it. We don't. So it's more serious and I think it's scarier myself. <laughs> I listened to like two or three episodes already. Oh really? Oh, this is scary. Yeah, your your Yorona one, and then one about your like a haunted house with your cousin or something. Oh yeah, my cousin's haunted house. Yeah, that was scary too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today's episode, we're going to be uh, talking about La Yorona, which we all know and hold dear in our hearts. I think. Yes. Do we? Know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know. Do do? don't involve me in this. <laughs> So we're going to be sharing the legend everybody knows very briefly because I honestly, the original version, I don't care about it because it's like, oh, this jealous woman kills her kids. Women are horrible. They suck. Like, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. It Usually there's a few versions, variations of it, but the whole premise of it is that the most beautiful girl in the town uh, meets a rich and handsome man and she's poor poorer more poor she's like a lower class oh and it's like colonial times and then they eventually fall in love get together they have kids and in some versions he leaves her in other versions there's like she he doesn't leave her but she sees him with another woman and then she gets like in a jealous rage goes home drowns the two kids and kills herself and then she roams the um countryside the streets near rivers crying i miss hijos because she can't she won't be allowed back into heaven until she finds their blood something like that is that how you guys heard like the original version i don't know i just what what the original version i heard was um that she got a she had a husband and he came home back home to her whatever but tenía una nueva mujer and he was like, I'm leaving you. And she was like, in revenge, I'm going to kill your kids. Huh. I think I also had, you know, I heard both. But I think the first one I grew up hearing more was like, yeah, he came home and he was like, I don't want to be with you. And she she did it to spite him. And then when she realized what she did, that's when she was like, I need mis hijos, you know. But uh, that, that was also like, you know, used to like scare you when you were a kid to be good and stay inside the house and listen to your parents or La Llorona would get you. Yes, because now she... Or I don't know, my, I remember when I first, I didn't know about her until I went to Mexico when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And my cousin was like, to me and my siblings, have you guys heard of La Llorona? And we were like, no, who is that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, she killed her kids. And now she looks for new kids to kill. That's what he told us. <laughs> and, and she loves siblings. And so 
it's going to drown you guys. And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah. So if you hear, I miss hijos in the night, she's like nearby and she's going to get you. And then we went to sleep that night. We were like super scared. And then he passed by and he was like, I miss hijos. And then we started crying and we were scared. And that was the first time I heard about her. Like my parents never used. La Llorona or El Cucuy, but I, but cousins like my tios and tias, they have and they did. That's messed La Llorona up. To, like scare. Yeah, I was fucking terrified. That's traumatizing. That's very traumatizing. <laughs> oh my god. Send them, send them your therapist bill. Um, but when did when did you guys first hear about La Llorona? You know, I think I was the same age, like six or seven. You know, but it, it was more like growing up. It was like the Cucuy, like my parents would say the Cucuy, but. You know, I learned about La Llorona from school. You know, the kids there. Like, they were oh, just, yeah. I, I think I learned about all those things, you know. Like, I remember when the Chupacabra came out and they started hearing about Candyman, La Llorona, like all these, you know. It's like elementary school is like the breeding ground for all those scary stories, you know. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I just, like, grew up with it. Like, I do not remember an age where I first heard it. it I feel like it's been a part of all my life, but I just never cared for the story. Yeah. So yeah, instead of going into more detail about the Yorana story that we all know and are probably tired of, I will be sharing the legend of La Llorona de San Pablo del Monte, which is in a state in Mexico that I can't pronounce. It's like T-L-A-X something. Tlaxcala, maybe? Oh, I can't say it. I thought I have it in my head, but when I try to say it, it doesn't come out right. T-L-A-X-C-A-L-A. Tlaxcala? That that would be my guess, either Tlaxcala or Tlaxcala, because sometimes you say the X and sometimes you don't, right? Sometimes you say it as an S. Whatever you say will be fine. If people have a problem yeah. with it, they can at me. <laughs> at MJ. I MJ. wish you would. Not <laughs> for any people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, please don't. No. I'm spicy you. today. Anyway. <laughs> San Pablo del Monte is a little town in that state that none of us can pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) And this tale also goes back to colonial times. So there was a woman and she was the most beautiful woman in the whole town. But she was married to a horrible, abusive partner. And he was so jealous of her beauty that he locked her up in her room for two years And in this room, she was starved, um, like rats bit her face and her arms and legs. It was a very bad situation. And they had two kids, and the two kids were just as gorgeous and beautiful as her. And because they reminded him of her, one day, just out of like one of his jealous rages, he started beating them up and like beating their faces and almost to death. In an attempt to save them, she escaped the room. But the husband set a pack of dogs on her. She was badly hurt, but she managed to crawl to the boys and carry them to a nearby field. But they were already passed. They had already passed away at this point. And then she passed away from the injuries of the dogs hugging them. So they like all died together. And after her passing, the town began hearing cries and wails at 1030 at night usually every October, and they say that it's her looking for her revenge. Wow. I've never heard that. Actually, I think I like that story more because it has, like, more of a backstory, you know, and it, you can actually, re- like, um, feel really sorry for for her, and you know? the man is That's that crazy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Not her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But it is a horrible story, like, Either what way. happened to her and the kids. 
Yeah, it's more in hand with the situation in Mexico, you know, all the femicides. Yes. Yes. But very depressing nonetheless. Yeah. Do you want to tell us your your version of La Llorona that you heard, uh, MJ? Uh, yes. It's also better than the one that we all heard growing up. This version that I'm about to share, I've heard it years ago. And please do not ask me where. I do not remember. <laughs> I do not even remember what happened yesterday, so let alone something that happened. During wartime in an unspecified pueblo in Mexico, a woman and her children lived in the outskirts of this small little pueblo near a lake. Her husband was off fighting in battle. One day, invading soldiers came to town, unbeknownst to the family. This woman goes into town for errands and leaves her children behind. And these soldiers were pillaging the pueblo, and killing its residents. She arrives into town and sees what is happening, and realization hits her. My kids are alone. She runs back to her home, but none of her children are there. The home is empty and ransacked. She walks over to the lake and sees the bodies of her children floating lifeless. In her grief, she joins her children and drowns herself. Now she roams the earth looking for revenge, maybe perhaps going after the the descendants of those soldiers. She is not always evil, and this trope of the evil woman is not always the truth. During wartime, horrible things do happen, and soldiers often kill innocent people, including children, especially if they are indigenous children. We see entire tribes being massacred in history by colonizers. So a story like this is not out of the realm of possibility. Hmm. Have you watched La Llorona by um, Jairo Bustamante? Is it the one that you were telling me not to watch? Or is it the other one? This is the other one. This is the one I tweet about all the time. (laughs) I have not watched that one. Okay, because that is like the (laughs) premise of the movie. Oh no way! Oh, wow. It is so good. Like he he rewrites mm. the legend basically because he's like I don't he didn't like the original one how it's like this evil woman basically what we've already been saying mm-hmm. but um so instead he makes her mourn her people the and it's set in Guatemala mm-hmm. so she is ven- she's um avenging her her people the the guy um that was like the general of the time that committed genocide to an indigenous group during a war in Guatemala is going through a trial. Mm. And then like suddenly the, there's like a new house servant and then um, yeah, it just goes from there. But that's basically what, what the movie is about. And it's, it's like a little slower, but it, it shows that like fear is not just like, Oh, jump scares. It's also, you know, war, um, the guiltiness mm-hmm. of what he did because his family is also there with him and they have to, you know, deal with that. And then there's like protesters outside of their house the whole time. It's really good. But your um, story makes me think of that movie. That's, I see, maybe someone got that story from that movie and told me, but either way. Well, the movie just came out in 2020. It was either 2019 or 2020. Oh, then never mind. I heard this like years ago. Years, years ago. Yeah, if you're going to watch any Yorana movie, it should be that one and mm-hmm. not um, The Curse of La Yorana. Yeah, that's a, that's the reason why I haven't watched The Curse of La Yorana because you always shit talk it. And I'm like, <laughs> not watching that. <laughs> B, do you want to tell us uh, your grandpa's encounter? Oh, yeah. So, you know, what people don't know is that I actually grew up 
you know, going over to my grandparents' house, you know, my nanas and tatas, they actually lived in front of a cemetery. So I, it was, yeah, you know, you just walk down, just like right in front of the house. And um, in Nogales, you know, that's where my, my grandparents lived. Uh, Arizona, not Sonora. But um, yeah, we would go over and they, you know, it was just so... Like, we just got used to it going into the cemetery and, you know, it wasn't even sneaking in. We just literally take walks down there and, like, you know, it was, like, nothing. We weren't scared of it, you know. But um, I think my tata one time, the one time I've ever seen him, like, really get, you know, he was a serious man. But he also, you know, you know when to, like, really give him your full attention because you're like, oh, my God, this what he's saying is, like, very important. And um, that's just how he was when he spoke. But when he was telling us how he one time had been outside, he estaba fumando, he was like smoking and he looked and it was really late at night, you know, and I don't think at that time they had those big lights in the cemetery. And he said he looked down because my, my grandparents lived up a hill so they could see uh, like more higher into the cemetery. And he saw this woman in white. And uh, she was walking through the cemetery at night. But he's like, even though it was dark, she glowed. Her white dress glowed, you know. And she had really long black hair. And she was crying. He said he could hear her weeping like if she was right in wow. front of him. And um, that it sent like goosebumps all over him. And she was crying for her her children. Like he was saying, he was like, she. I kept her hearing her saying like he thought she lost them. Because he kept like kind of hearing... Like that, you know, and he said that he, for one minute, he just like put out a cigarette and he looks up and she was gone. And he couldn't understand that because to go to from one end to the cemetery to the other, you have to be running really fast to get there. And still, she wouldn't have been able to get to the opposite side. It had it been a real person, you know, but um, I really do think it was her. Wow. You know, I really do yeah. think that. You know, there's a lot of sightings of her in Arizona, uh, New Mexico, California, and Texas as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. I've heard that too. I don't, you know, it was really weird because I, I don't know if you guys heard that episode of La Llorona. It's like, it's like toward the end of the episode, like before I end it, I start talking about how I saw a woman in, in my elementary school. And um, this was like around the time I started to really come into my my abilities as a medium and clairvoyant so my elementary school was haunted and I would it was in this particular hallway that we had you know I'd walk down there and I always feel somebody watching me and the first time I saw this woman in white she was um I went into the restroom and you know I could see someone walking like you know in the in between the crack of the stall you know you're looking out you can tell you know who's out there then she walked by and I saw her white dress and I was wondering, I didn't see her when I walked in, you know, maybe she was here, but she was walking like really slow. And then she just kind of subtly stopped in front of my stall. And I, I even right now, my heart's beating because I still remember it like it was yesterday. And then it walked away. And the second time I, I actually saw her, I was walking down the hall. I, I had to deliver something to another classroom at the under, other end of the hallway. So as I was walking back to my class, I felt like a cold chill like run down my spine and I turned back and I guess that she was like this woman and she had a white dress on it looked like she had been dripping you know with water like she went into the water and she had long black hair and it just scared me you know I I always felt her down that hallway and you know something my when my best friend heard that episode 
you know, she was like, well, I don't know, you know, why you never told me that you were experiencing these things, you know, I was your best friend. And but she's like, I can tell you, though, I never liked that hallway. She's like, and now I know why. And um, it, it felt good to me because I was like, you know, she's confirming something that, you know, that I was yeah. feeling myself you know, and experiencing. So that was pretty scary. I don't know what she was doing in elementary school. It made sense. You know, you have kids at an elementary school. Is she visiting? Was it someone from the property? Who knows? But she just, I felt like she didn't like me. <laughs> she wanted to harm me. So uh, that's, I never wanted to be down that hallway oh, again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no. Hey, Mom, Dad, can we switch schools? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today. Not today, <laughs> you, you thought you thought wrong. Oh, that is scary. I mean, um, my heart was racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. I mean, especially like when you're like a you know at that age and at school age at any age, yeah. but especially when you're in school. Yeah. I know, like I said, my, I think it started, like, I was, like, four, because we were living in Colorado, and, like, that's what, you know, started from there, and it just got worse. I think bef- before that, that's when I had my experience with um, a whole Bloody Mary, and, like, we would play stuff in school, on the schoolyard, and stupid games, and that got me in trouble, but you guys, I'll, I'll let you guys talk, like, listen to it in your own time. That's terrifying. Oh, I, I'm gonna have to listen. Um do you want to tell us the the encounter that um, you were sent in, MJ? Uh, yes. Okay. So I have a, like two encounters. Uh, oh, up both. Next. Yeah. Um, so this comes from my friend Yanacy. Uh, she's a friend from middle school, and she was like, "Girl, I got a story." So I was like, "Dime, <laughs> dime, tell me." So she told me this, and it said it happened to her uncle in El Salvador. It has to be one of my favorite Yorona encounters, and you'll see why. Uh, one day he was working in the fields and took a nap on his tractor. And in the middle of his nap, he heard a woman wailing and crying, mis hijos. And again, he's in the middle of the field by himself. So he sits up in his tractor and screams something along of the lines of, Como chingas, vieja puta, ve a buscar a tus hijos en otro lugar. And the wailing stops. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no fucks given. <laughs> I mean, hold on, I'm gonna clap for this because <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I don't wanna generalize, but I feel like that's such a Salvadoran thing to do because that's some shit my dad would do. <laughs> No, and it's like, and then she messaged me. She was like, you know, she was like pretending to be La Llorona. Dear diary, I did not think it was hurt this bad. I was dying. Like, come catch these hands, Llorona. I, I just love that story. It's, it's so out of pocket. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have another story, and this takes place in a little pueblito called Huacasco in the state of Jalisco in Mexico. And a little background on uh, Huacasco. Now, I know people who live in this city, and from you know from what they say, it's like a paranormal hotspot. It is a vortex of like death and evil. There's a lot of dark history. 
I have many, many stories on this pueblito. And in the scheme of things, it is in the middle of like nowhere, you know, like some Mexican towns are. Like it's surrounded by hills and, you know, like mountainous terrain. For whatever reason, things are attracted to this place. I don't know why. And hopefully in our future episodes, we explore those stories more. Yeah. So this person who told me this story will remain anonymous and we will change her name to Martha. Can I ask why you chose Martha? Uh, she chose it. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. We were like, we, she was like, I want to rem- rename, uh, remain, Jesus Christ, can't talk, <laughs> <laughs> remain anonymous. And I was like, okay, pick a name. And she was like. What about this? I was like, that's too close to your name. And she's like, fine, Martha. And so that's what we settled on. Um, <laughs> uh, so in case anybody wants to do research or actually travel to this place, if you have the cajones, you know, <laughs> I'm changing her name. So in this little town of Huacasco, the legend goes that if someone hears La Llorona, it is an omen of death. Someone in the pueblo is about to die. So Martha was on the porch one evening, finishing her chores for the day, when a breeze comes towards her, carrying a voice. This breeze sweeps around her, and she hears a wailing of a woman crying. Just as suddenly as it came towards her and surrounded her, it left. And the first thought that Martha had was, oh my God, someone's gonna die today. And the next day she finds out a man who was her acquaintance had died around the same time she heard that that wind carrying the voice. Um, And uh, he was driving drunk, flipped over the car many times until he landed in un barranco. And for my English uh, listeners, it's like a ravine. Like I said, this uh, pueblo has a lot of dark history, and La Llorona is just another paranormal entity, creature, whatever you want to call it, that this place attracts. It has a very, um, from the legend that is associated with this, the with Huacasco, it has a very Banshee-esque type thing, uh, omen of death to it. And a lot of people say Huacasco está maldecido, cursed. There's also a thing like um, you could be anybody. You could be a stranger coming into Huacasco. If you hear La Llorona, it doesn't matter if you know the person, if you don't know the person. Someone in that town is going to die if you hear it within that town. So Wow. Damn. So oh my God. that's the legend. And a lot of people have heard her there, and they all say the same thing. They hear this wind carrying a woman, like the voice of a woman crying and wailing. And whenever they hear that, either within moments or, you know, the next day, they hear news of someone within that town dying. So that is the story. Wow. That's That's dark. Yeah. That's dark. And this town has a lot of... um, Muchos, muchas muertes, a lot of death. And not just, like I said, not just the Yorona. It has a multitude of other paranormal stuff happening to it. Like, um, uh, exorcisms, chemas, uh, UFOs. I, from what I remember, there was a few UFO encounters. It's just, it's just a vortex. And wow. Wow. They used to do a whole episode on this. 
Yeah. How far is it from Guadalajara? Because that's the only place I know in Jalisco. Okay, let me, let me. Let's Google this. Let me Google this real quick. Hold on. Okay, it's four hours and 23 minutes. Oh, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> you were taking too long. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's like one place where I'm like, uh, do I want to go there? Do I? I probably I will, but like, again, I need the buddy system because I'm I- not going with you. No. <laughs> You're on your own. Listeners, who wants to go with MJ? There, there are a few crazy people like me, so I have hope. I think that's everything we had on La Llorona. Yeah. That was good stories, though. Yeah. Your uh, school one really freaks me out. Yeah. yeah no. It freaks me out when I think about it, too. So, <laughs> And I do want to mention that if you're gonna watch a movie about La Llorona, watch the one made in Guatemala, not The Curse of La Llorona, because that one sucks. And I said that one sucks. Me, it sucks. <laughs> I and I, it. Can I also say this? Why do uh are, is it an American movie? I don't know. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, so it's directed by a Latino, I don't know if he's Mexican per se, but I mean La Llorona transcends Mexico. It's not just a Mexican yeah, legend but, anymore. It's like El Salvador, yeah. Guatemala, on everywhere, Honduras. Who wrote the script though? We need oh, you know, yeah, I just so. wanna talk. I just want to talk. You want words with with the writer. <laughs> you want some, yeah, words. I just want to talk. Like it's it's fine. What's what's yeah. wrong with talking? <laughs> but yeah, just uh, make sure everyone checks out uh, V's podcast if you want to be like extra scared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And watch out for La Llorona. Yes. <laughs> Though, to be honest, if I ever heard it, I'd probably, like, I'd be screaming with her. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on, V. This is going to be a great episode. I'm excited for it to come out. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. No, it was great. Yeah, like, I don't think we could ever be serious because I cannot stop laughing. And I hope our spookies (laughs) enjoy the goofiness. Oh, yeah, I said this earlier, but then MJ kept talking. So I'm going to say it again. <laughs> uh, watch out for La Llorona and check out um, V's podcast, everyone. And give us both five stars. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.